Hello, Kofkin Bond listeners, and welcome to Podcast 47. I don't know why I had my voice like that, but I'm pretty happy with that start there, Tony. Very enthusiastic, <laughs> I thought. So it's, uh, I think that's your fourth coffee already this yeah, morning, maybe, isn't it? Maybe I'm buzzing a bit. I've just finished another one. so we... Your fourth coffee. We just uh, went through our uh, monthly investment uh, conference. Yep. So, so respect to our portfolios, a morning star down, down from today. Sydney for that as well. So uh, I, th- I think the coffee and early morning suits you well, Jamie. Oh, well, you know, investments excite me, Tony. Well, I'm just going to have a look and see how you are at 3 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> sugar hit by then. Uh, look, today is a bit of a change up, but we're, we're going to refer to another podcast, actually. So you sent through a podcast for all the staff to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I did listen to it. Good to know. I did write my notes. So. That, that will certainly help this yeah. podcast, Jamie, if you know what we're talking about. So I think I think the line was, I'm going to ask all you about this. We had me, okay, I better read this. So, <laughs> But we're talking the 10 healthy habits according to Lewis Howes. Yes. So he discussed it was of successful people, correct? Uh, well, basically... These are ten. These are ten happy habits uh, successful people do differently. But they're ten habits that he stated that he's made lots of changes in his life. Yeah. Uh, and I can th- I can thoroughly recommend his um, School of Greatness. Um, he just came out with a YouTube film, yep. one hour film. Great film. Talks about it, it's it's about him, uh, but it's about his journey. And he was certainly a person who was you know as a lot of sports people are as well he was the hardest working person in the room he was a very talented uh, athlete in several different sports but you know when when it all ended when he when he crashed and burned and basically sitting on his sister's couch and you know a lot of sports people do go through that so I I I know I went through it so it's uh, when these things uh, end so yeah so he's he's a great story he is a marketing genius uh, his, his podcast I find tremendous. Uh, he, he's an interviewer, so he asks questions and listens to the answers. Some some other podcasts that I love, the likes of Tom Billu, Tom will be more engaging in conversation. Yep. Uh, whereas Lewis is more engaged and wants to know more behind what's behind those. So answers. I'm a bit of a Lewis Howe in this. I ask a question and you just talk. Something like that. So, <laughs> so don't call me Tom Billu. <laughs> so it's, uh, actually, Tom was just here in Australia. I missed him. Oh, bad yeah. luck. So we are going to talk the 10 healthy bad habits. Bad luck for him, is that what you mean? Yes, I reckon. Yeah. Um, 10 healthy habits. Let's talk about the first one. And, and a lot of this actually links to, I guess, our services um, and the way that we go through advice. Some mm. aren't, but yep. it is interesting to see, you know, let's talk about number one. Actually, just, just before you start, Jamie, one, one of the interesting things um, that... I found interesting is when I went through these top 10, I wrote them down uh, in my uh, journal and then I wrote down where I was with these several years ago compared to where I am now. And what what I would have thought is I tried to go back to where I was several years ago and where my mind was at, where my personality was at, where my relationships were at and things like that. And at the time... I might have ranked myself rather high. And looking back now, I ranked myself, I don't think one of them hit a five. Uh, What what would be interesting is the first one because Mm. it's something, I guess, I've always seen that is a big part of you. Mm. Um, But it's have goals and a vision. Absolutely. Um, You you have your stretch goals, you write your goals, you talk about your goals. It's something. Some of my stretch goals I call audacious goals. (laughs) Very audacious goals. But look, that is something that since I've known you, uh, and it has increased over time, but you Mm. have always had goals and a vision. Yeah, I think think it's um, 
where I try, you know, we often speak about harmony in life, and as you know, I don't like using the word that ba a balance, um, but having harmony in life. And so when I set goals, there's no doubting that, as most people know, that I'm a person who's very bad at being bored. Um, I don't like being bored. Um, I've often said I'm not a good person when I'm bored. Um, and I think having goals is in all areas of your life. So for example, if all I had was business goals and wanting to achieve my personal business goals, and that was to the detriments of my family or my friendships, etc. because community um, and having loved ones around you is vitally important for happiness. Yep. So the fat bank account doesn't make you happy, it doesn't make you sad either, but it's uh, but if you lose those connections in achieving those goals. So, so for me, when it comes to the goals, yes, they are big and they are audacious. Um, and there's little goals that I've made, which have now just become habits, like my journaling, my meditation, things like that, but that's for my own wellness. Uh, so I have my wellness goals, um, and I have my uh, health goals, I have my family goals, and I have my business goals, and I have my personal uh, wealth goals as well. So, And these are things that realistically do tie back to what we do in our business as well, is that we do help business owners become, you know, with their, with their money. So yeah. it's, it's, we do help them set goals rather than just what are you doing and the boards that I sit on, uh, you know, it is about, okay, if you do achieve this, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, so, and I think to have, I'm reading a book that you gave me actually, Principles by Ray Dalio, but mm -hmm. he talks about that's one of the first things that he, that's one something that he has always done is set audacious goals because he actually likes to fail at them because when he fails at them he goes in and creates new principles and teaches himself how to move forward from there so that's right and, and think about it this way if you fail at achieving a goal um, you're you're still going to be further ahead of where you were so if i wanted to lose 15 kilos and i only lost 11 you know what it's better than actually just sitting on the couch and having done nothing yeah i failed at that goal but i've, ach I've achieved so much other great benefits as a result yeah. So number two, have healthy relationships and create boundaries. So this is me mm. saying, Tony, don't come around to my house late at night or... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, I still don't, I still haven't been invited. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, uh, so what, what you say is that's my boundary. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you're saying is stop turning up uninvited. <laughs> so, that's my, that's my boundary, Tony. <laughs> I actually, I did, I did drive past it the other, the other day, and I had uh, Boyana in the car. And I said, "Oh, they're the apartments that Jamie lives you in." And she, and, she, and she said, "Yeah, they are." So I thought, "Oh, there you go." Now I'll, I know I'll where have they to are. get some soda water for my beer fridge. No, uh, sparkling, sparkling, sparkling mineral sparkling. things. Okay. Yeah, no, it's setting, setting boundaries and having well, having healthy relationships. I know you're a, uh, you do have a lot of friends, and I know you are very social um, as a person. And I just find also too that when you actually do have healthy relationships, and going back to that seven-year conversation I was just having with you, you know there was there was people who were in my life back then who are no longer in my life because yeah. I've realised they were actually toxic relationships. Yeah. Uh, they weren't leading me down the right path, or they were just sapping my energy uh, where they uh, of what was happening in life. So there, so having healthy relationships and. If something is toxic, you know, and that could be with a family member, it can be with uh, friends, it can be with work colleagues, you have to set boundaries. And I think the older you get, you start to realise that more. From from my point, I guess, being when you're at school and things like that, you, you're happy to talk to anyone and uni and things like that, but you do start to, I get get busier. Um, yeah. And that's where you can start to weed out the actual toxic people in your life. Correct. Yeah, so these, these are people who might continually, you know, 
yeah, let's meet up at a certain time and then don't and then cancel at the last minute because something better has come up and yep. things like that. And there, you know, so the way I look at it is, if somebody isn't adding to my life, um, how can I be adding to their life? Yeah. So you, you, any relationship that you have, whether it be with a loved one, a family member, or work colleague, it should be both ways. It shouldn't just be one person always taking and the other person giving. And, th- and don't get me wrong, there's also mentoring. Uh, so in business, so you know, it's, um, I had a young guy reach out to me on LinkedIn uh, recently regarding would I mentor him? I don't know who he is, um, and I went and had a look at his uh, bio, uh, googled him, and you know what? I wrote back and I said, uh, yeah, listen, let's catch up for a coffee, and I'll and I'll decide after that. Yeah, uh, but I said not until April when we're in our new offices. <laughs> but look, I, I guess healthy relationships as well, and we see it when. You know, a lot of people leave their advisors and they come through to us and things yeah. like that. Is it's been a toxic relationship? It's been where they've just felt like they're getting nothing, mm. um, no value, and and they've sort of made that step. So it's creating, you know, and they're able to help. They might love their accountant, they yeah. don't like their lawyer, and, and you know, it's when people realise that they can start to build a really good foundation around them. Absolutely. So and that goes back to the goal side too. But you know, it's it's having the relationship uh, where it's a. Tr- I suppose you want all your relationships to be trusting. Yeah. You know, so for example, I think you and I socially might have had one or two beers, uh, but realistically, it's, uh, and I'm not saying we've set boundaries or anything. Well, actually, we, we went overseas together. <laughs> so it's, uh, so it's, uh, it's like, geez, yeah. so I, 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 I'd taken that out of my mind. <laughs> so, but I think the point is, though, is a relationship is someone that you know you can actually have a chat to and that you know you're not going to be used uh, for having that relationship. In other words, it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So number three, express gratitude and appreciation. Oh, absolutely. Isn't this probably the... I think this is something that really a lot of people just forget to do. Yeah. Um, showing appreciation. You know, if if you see something that somebody has done good, and even if they're a stranger, let them know. You know, if... if you know, if say please say thank you there just seems to be a lot of common courtesy of the world that just seems to have has disappeared but as a result i think people are just becoming a bit sadder and a bit crankier you know so it's um, something like and i think we can all be a testament to this when you get busy too you sometimes forget yeah absolutely Um, and when you start to get bogged down with things at work you you know or people around you you aren't appreciating what they're doing sometimes absolutely and, and it's about stopping and saying thank you yeah that's right so you know if you know and i'm talking simple things but also to don't forget that with your loved ones yeah and that you and with your friends you know if somebody does do something for you don't just take it for granted that that's their job they'll do it or or don't just take your family members for granted and things like that actually you know and your friends for granted you know it's just show appreciation and that because i've never known anyone if 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 they've shown me appreciation or gratitude for something that i've done i've never you know not wanted to do something for them again you know so it's um yeah so i I think i think it's something that can be severely lacking nowadays yep number four positive attitude when things go bad i think this is probably one of my favorite out of the ten yeah tell me why i just think it's something i think it's the hardest point um you know if things go bad our mindset doesn't go towards positivity does it um, but if you can turn that around at that point and, and start to think, okay, how can I get myself out of this? You know, things are, things are worse. You know, what's the good that can come out of this? What are the lessons I learned? I guess we talked about goals and failing at goals. 
you know, if we're failing where you said, okay, well, look, I might have failed at that goal, but I did lose 11 kilos and I was aiming for 15. So I think that change of mindset is a good thing. And I also think too, the way to that, Jamie, is that sometimes when things go bad, it's not your fault. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up. And there was, I was having a conversation with Josh on Saturday uh, about a book he read, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F-U-C-K. So it's, um, and one of the parts on that which she said he got out of that, which he thought was tremendous, is that if, you know, if you split up with your partner and that person has cheated on you um, and you're feeling horrendous about yourself and you just don't want to get off the couch and you, things are really bad, but at the end of the day, you know, it's actually... There's, as much as you feel bad because you've lost something that you thought you had uh, in the first place, it's also a case of it's not your fault. So, and you know, if if you talk about that, it's so get up and go out there, and yeah, you, you feel sad about losing something. You, you feel you feel sad about loss, but you still have to get on with life. And it's the same in regards to the markets, as you know. Um, you know, in regards to the markets, I have to pretty common sayings that I use, you know, we're, we're going defensive at the moment because we're waiting for the Boxing Day sales, yep. you know, and or also, you know, when there's blood in the streets, the only people that can take advantage of that are the ones who have money to buy. Yep. And, you know, so when the bargains are, are there. So it's, you don't know when that occurs, but you just know when things are expensive and you know when things are cheap. So it's saying, my God, the market has just crashed dramatically. You're not taking well, a hit. Yeah, you're not taking a hit because, first of all, you're defensive. But secondly, you can then use those defensive assets to get in. So, And, and that's the key, isn't it? It's, it's a case of that you're saying, well, where is there an opportunity in this thing that is bad that has happened to me? Yeah. Number five, happy people volunteer. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, you might know that when we do hire people, well, you do know, I do look for people who have done volunteer work. Yeah. Now, I do know that in a lot of the schools nowadays, they actually go and make the students go out volunteer. and do volunteer work as well. But I actually think giving back to the community is um, the philanthropic um, cause doesn't necessarily always mean giving money. So it's uh, so when you when you've got a cause that you like and you believe in, helping that cause do wonderful things, I think is amazing. So, um, you know, when Boyana first came for a job interview here 14 years ago, I'd noticed that she uh, had worked at a volunteer at the Austin Hospital and she'd volunteered at um, at also uh, Vision Australia. And I thought that was one thing that highlighted to me, uh, that she was willing to spend her spare time to do that. Same with Laura, when she came and got a job here, she had volunteered at uh, Vision Australia, and then we found out, well, her brother uh, that she lived with was actually blind. Uh, she'd volunteered for sports with them and things like that. And I think also at Ronald McDonald's house. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm, I'm a big believer of people volunteering uh, some of their precious time to help uh, those who, maybe just less fortunate yeah number six work out healthy with your nutrition and mental well-being an important one yeah um interesting i, I did struggle getting out of bed this morning i must admit the the alarm did go off at four fifty-five, and uh then i thought okay i'm just gonna lie here for 15 odd minutes and i thought well the 15 minutes has seemed like a long time and it was it was 45 minutes 
and I jumped out of bed. But it's, you know, because we had an early morning meeting this morning and I had to get to the gym yep. uh, before I got here because I have other plans for tonight. So so the basis of it is is that if you work out regularly, you keep yourself healthy. And also too, you know, there, there's articles that you can read. And as you know, my, my father had a very healthy youth and even though he's a non-smoker, non-drinker, from the age of really 60, um, his health went downhill dramatically. Uh, from a stroke and heart attacks and um, you know, triple bypass surgery and then Alzheimer's. And there's a thing that, you know, articles that I've been reading where weights, lifting weights, is actually being really good for Alzheimer's uh, to just keep your brain uh, active. So, and I think too, if you, there was a meme going around, I think uh, during the Super Bowl of Jennifer Lopez swinging around a pole, you know, the age, you know, what a 50 year old was in the 80s versus a 50 year old today. And being 50, yeah, Jennifer Lopez swinging around a pole looks great. <laughs> so it's, um, so I think, and I go to the gym and what I find is in the mornings, there seem to be a whole, whole lot of people more around about my age group. Yep. Uh, a couple of younger ones there, but they seem to be predominantly my age group. And then if you go in the afternoon, they seem to be more about, around your age group. So it's um, not early rises. Oh, just different priorities in the morning, <laughs> I suppose. So it's um, okay. Number seven: taking responsibilities for your actions and thoughts. Don't be a victim. Absolutely. I mean, it's. I'm not even going to go there, but um, but yeah, it's so many people are just victims out there aren't they yeah. so it's um it's and i think it's an important thing in a workplace and again back to the book i'm reading at the moment it's yeah. their their biggest thing is actually bringing your mistakes to light um mm. and actually highlighting your mistakes um because they think it's a learning curve from there so Absolutely. you know if you, you go to the victim straight away and you're coming with excuses mm. well really are you going to learn from that or blaming other people yeah so it's um i mean when the crap happened to us 13 years ago um in here with that fraudulent fund manager at the end of the day, they committed all the fraud. They they ran off with the money. Uh, they did everything wrong. But I still had some clients that I gave exposure to that. So I have to take that responsibility. You know, the the um, the recommendations that came from the researchers were glowing. Uh, the financials that came through from the accountants were amazing. But fraud was involved. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't do due diligence against fraud. So, But I had to take responsibility for that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things is that you learn from And as a result of that, we said that we would never use the fund manager again. And I guess your clients got their money back because you took that responsibility. 90 cents in a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so but so you I won't that, say all of it. But yeah, yeah, but you took that responsibility on to say, okay, well, this is a fault from here. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to pursue that to make sure the right thing's done. Yeah, it took three years to do <laughs> and very expensive exercise, but it was done in the end. Yeah. So number eight, don't take things personally. This, how hard is this? You know, so how hard is this? I think that just that, that leads into number seven, isn't it? It's, you know, if there's a, you know, a mistake that you've made and then, you know, you're trying to play the victim and you're taking things personally straight away, aren't you? You're not. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They can't, they so, can't hear that. No, they can't. So it's a, that might have been strategic, a strategic nod then, yeah. Jamie. It is, it is just so true. And it, it is so hard, isn't it, not to take things personally. Uh, you know, so I, I know how much it hurts you in Richmond Football Club, Luis. <laughs> that doesn't happen much, so I don't no, have to worry. <laughs> but look, number nine, learn to cope with tragedy and learning to let go of regret and resentment. And more, more the regret part, I think, you know, highlights to me is you yeah. know, people look back at, oh, I regret doing that and oh, I regret doing that. Well, a lot of people, you think about it, actually don't try something 
so they actually, if someone's got nothing to regret, uh, they either got no moral values whatsoever, or they've never tried anything in yeah. their life. So, um, but I mean, for me, once again, going back to that seven-year conversation is um, I actually, with uh, Kate Thomas, who was one of our guests and a great friend of the company uh, and of mine as well, and and with her, um, I did hypnotherapy because I had some blockages, yep. uh, some grief that I was holding on to, the grief of losing my father, uh, trying to understand, you know, some of my blockages and what holds me back. And and through that hypnotherapy, for me, it was, it was magnificent. But the first thing was was understanding, acknowledging, and then what do I have to do to not have these feelings anymore? And I went through a lot of grief when my father passed away, um, a lot of grief, and a lot of grief that was delayed grief because I was so busy with my sister over here getting her back and you know trying to organise the funeral. I had great help with great people around me, including yourself. But you know it wasn't until a few weeks after that I really started to grieve. But I then you know I was able to let him go eventually. Yep. and to move forward and because as much as you grieve loss or you you grieve the loss of who you thought was your perfect partner you know so it's um or you know your um things just haven't worked out for you and things but at the end of the day we all experience loss it's how you actually move on from that and i'm not saying be emotionless what i am saying though is take it in context what have i learned from it and move forward yeah and the last one, do things that make you happy, eliminate things that don't. Pretty straightforward, Speaks isn't it? Itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's why I know you turn up here every day. <laughs> it makes you happy. So it's, uh, but it, 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 isn't it true? It's, you know, they, don't they say that, people, you, know, if, um, you know, it's not a job if you turn up doing what you love. Correct. Uh, it's, you know, it's... And look, you're going to have days where, you know, it's not the best day ever. I didn't want to turn up to the gym today and I was not as powerful as I usually might have been. It's probably a wrong word. I'm not that powerful. Yeah, (laughs) throwing the weights around. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's still a case of that. I know that coming out of that, it makes me, because I can't swim at the moment, which is definitely my happy place when I'm in the water. Um, usually because I've got earplugs in and no one can speak to me. (laughs) But that is definitely my happy place. I'm in a real flow. But, you know, this, this, I do walk out of there happy. I yep. walk out of there uh, feeling like this has really helped. And, and it's amazing, though, how many people still do things that just make them totally miserable. Yeah. And I don't get that. I really don't. So you, you can't have this amazing life if you're just surrounded by misery or continually doing things you know, miserably as well. But also think of this, that sometimes the hardest thing to do if you look at all these 10 and as I said I look back seven years ago compared to where I am today the hardest thing to do is to acknowledge and then make change if you acknowledge and you say this is an area I don't want but you get up the next day and do the same thing I don't I don't want to be this weight and then you just go and buy another wagon wheel uh, and then tomorrow, and then you don't get to the gym, and then you say, oh, I still don't want to be this way, and you still go and do the same. So it, a lot of happiness or lack of happiness is brought on by ourselves and actually not acknowledging things in our lives, and then secondly, not making changes that are required. Yeah. And that includes the toxic people and taking responsibility and you know surrounding yourself with great people doing things that you love um you know so it's and and that's different for everyone as well yep Yep. tony thank you it was actually an enjoyable podcast this one um and it's good to go through a few things and i appreciate your time thank you jenny